PointClickFish.com. Your connection to the saltwater fishing community brings you Saltwater Fishing Radio. Are you a professional tournament angler, fishing captain, or novice angler looking to learn from the pros? Listen to live discussions from some of the best in the industry, the biggest TV fishing stars, interviews with captains, sponsors, and fishing teams. Your trusted source for the latest tournament updates, industry news, and interviews. It's time to talk fishing with your host, Captain Jay. everybody, welcome to the PointClickFish.com Saltwater Fishing Radio Show. Today is July 21st, Price. I tell you, we're coming back from a busy week uh, where we've been on the road, and uh, it's been an exciting week uh, heading down to the ICAST Show in Orlando, Florida. Oh, yeah, Jay, we had a great time, and uh, I actually ran into uh, several of our friends from the SKA down there, saw a couple of teams, and uh, we had some very good conversations, just kind of talking about, you know, the SK in general, and then obviously uh, leading up to nationals. I mean, there was a lot of conversation uh, talking about different strategies and, uh, you know, fishing in Florida. And uh, kind of like from the last show, you know, we talked about, you know, the sharks being an issue down there uh, right now. And so hopefully that uh, won't be a problem come November. But uh, but it was exciting uh, catching up with people down there. It is, and it's always exciting to talk to all the different teams and um, manufacturers and companies that uh, help make up this industry, and it's definitely exciting to see what new products, new releases um, that's coming out in the industry, and that's always something that's always encouraging when we go to ICAST to see what those teams are up to and also to find out what's new coming in for 2017. A lot of these uh, companies will unveil their new products uh, that are for the new season in 2017, and it's uh, definitely encouraging for the industry as a whole, um, which it's great to see a lot of the tournament-related focus for a lot of the companies. Uh, So that's something that's encouraging for those of you that are looking for sponsors or, um, you know, looking for new companies to work with. So as we go to our Road to National show leading into Fort Pierce, I want to go ahead, Price, and bring on David here on the line with us to get him involved. We actually had an opportunity to get together and talk with him at ICAST. David, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it was great running into you all. That was quite a show down there. I had a had a blast. Well, it's nice to, to be able to catch up down there, but we wanted to get your thoughts on ICAST. I mean, what was it from the SKA perspective, and, you know, what was it like there at the show for you guys? It was a great experience overall. Um, myself and Matt Ambrose were there on the first day, and uh, Matt had to head up to a tournament in North Carolina second day but the uh the first day we were both there we attacked that show as best we could to uh you know try to get new sponsors on board new people involved with the SKA to keep bringing great prizes to our anglers and being able to do cool things with our tournament directors that you know make these tournaments you know the elite mercury tournament trail as it should be so we we were really going after it and uh, had a lot of good conversations with a lot of different industry players and are excited about 2017. Um, even though it's it's tough for us, I know we're in the middle of a nice little run of tournaments here. Ten tournaments in July. Uh, it was it was great to take a little break from that and kind of think about next year and where things are going and how how things are changing with you know the new new blood, the SKA flowing there and getting a lot of new people signed up with it. So it was great to uh, spread the word to a lot of freshwater anglers there at ICAST that uh, hadn't heard or didn't know anything about a saltwater trail and thought that was pretty cool. So we're always trying to, to grow and, and spread it, and the best way to do it is word of mouth, and that was a lot of what ICAST was, was a lot of interaction with awesome anglers and big players in the industry, and we really had a great time and uh, even had two of our other staff from uh, from the office headquarters come up, um, Lindsay, our member services, and also Kaylee, who's in charge of our magazine, they were came, they were able to come up on Friday once Matt and I headed to the tournament to uh, to wrap up the show for us. So everyone was just overwhelmed with with all the 
different products that were flying at you and all the great giveaways that were going on and just the camaraderie of between that group you know, of anglers. It's uh, something special. You see a lot of anglers in one room together, and there's a lot of happy faces walking around in there talking about fishing stories or future ones or past ones, and it was just really cool to be a part of that, and we definitely look forward to going back next year. Yeah, it's, all, it's always really exciting uh, when you go to ICAST because you get to see kind of all the different levels of uh, of the industry, whether they're just starting out or at the, you know, some of them are at the very top of their career. And it's always encouraging to see what new products, what these great companies are doing. And, and a lot of these companies are ones that sponsor, uh, you know, the tournament trails and all these different events across the country. So it's important to have their support, but at the same time, see all the great things that they're doing and the products that they're innovating for the industry itself. Absolutely. I was blown away at, at all the different products that were there from, you know, handmade lures from, you know, someone you've never heard of to, of course, all the way the, the big names, the Pins, the Shimanos, the Pelagic, I mean, Costa, Yeti, Mammoth was there. there. So it was, it was cool to see that um, Garmin, of course, had a great setup. Ray Marines was, was massive. Um, some of them were just, you know, over the top. I mean, I think Costa had a screen porch on top of theirs, on their two-story one. That was that was pretty cool. So you got to love some of those setups those guys were doing. Yeah, and we and we saw um, quite a few SKA teams that were around working in booths and uh, doing interviews, so that's great for the sport and for the teams to be able to uh, get a lot of uh, interview time with a lot of these different media outlets to talk about, you know, what series and what tournaments they're fishing in and then how they're leveraging those products as well. Absolutely. I did. I ran into a, a handful of anglers as well, and I was I was just, they could tell I was uh, in awe with, with all the different things going on, seeing all those different companies and people presenting and new products coming out, you know, cutting-edge stuff that hasn't even been, been released yet. Um, and, yeah, you know, SKA anglers are, are right in the middle of it, uh, representing different groups. Um, I know Dave Workman was up there with... Uh, with his product of, with Boone, his his product line there, Pro Pro Series was pretty cool to see. They had a great setup right uh, in line with Tigris, so that was really great. And uh, we're we're getting some of our SKA anglers more involved in the industry. You know that have have really been big players. Uh, Blue Water Candy was there, um, Don Ray Gear was there with buckets, and I saw a ton of buckets walking around and people, a lot of really happy people that hadn't hadn't seen the handle yet on the bucket, and if, uh, if anyone's listening and hasn't seen it, check out the Bucket Innovation by uh, the Don Ray Gear team, and you can stop by a trailer. We'll, we'll give you one to, to try out, so come and, come and see us at a tournament. So the, it's, it was great to see the SKA anglers involved in that, though, like you said, and really cool to, to be a part of it, and we're, we're definitely going back next year. No matter how, how brutal the tournament schedule is, that's something that, that we still, certainly want to be involved with. And, and Jay, I'll add too. Uh, it was kind of neat from our perspective because we, you know, Jay and I meet with a lot of sponsors and a lot of groups. And I can't tell you how many meetings that Jay and I were in, and they brought up that they watched the Nationals live stream, or they heard one of the radio shows. And it just kind of, it was kind of cool just to hear, you know, from the sponsors' point of view that hey, they were listening, they were watching, and uh, we got several great uh, comments just saying how much they enjoyed watching. Uh, you know, the fish come in to the scales and then the commentating and all that. So we were kind of tickled and excited just because uh, there were some people that we never really talked to before that had said, hey, we saw the the SK Live last year and we really enjoyed it and we enjoyed the radio show. So uh, Jay and I really appreciated hearing that. And obviously some of the teams that we spoke to as well that we don't get to talk to as much had come up to us and uh, told us how much they appreciated the live stream and uh, as well, you know, covering the Nationals and all that. So that was kind of nice to hear from our end as well because we heard from both the anglers and from some of the bigger sponsors. And, and we couldn't agree more. I mean, you get, what you guys do is, is just so cool to be able to bring that. Um, I remember when I was up in Moorhead City, I was live streaming the uh, Swansboro 5.0, you know, as we were at setting up registration for the final SKA event of the year, the uh, Moorhead City Tournament. Troopers, North Carolina Troopers event. So 
it was it's just so cool to be able to do that. And we had a crowd coming around the trailer to check it out. And what you guys do is, is just so great. And we couldn't thank you enough. And we're so glad to be a part of it and uh, being able to bring the Nationals live to people. We're definitely excited about doing that. And uh, certainly we'll be doing it again this year. So make sure everyone tunes in. Mark your calendars for Friday, November 11th, and uh, Saturday the 12th. That's going to be the 2016 SKA National Championship. Mercury Motors, of course, title sponsor, and a lot, handful of a uh, ton of other amazing sponsors that we just are so glad to be working with this year. And we're counting down, man. It's going to be here before we all know it. We are in the second half of the season as of uh, this weekend. I'm actually working an event. Uh, we had day one today at the Greater Jacksonville Tournament. So this is this event does mark the second half of the season for us. And uh, we're, we couldn't be more excited going into it. We're, we put a lot of time and effort into this year's Nationals and hope that everyone's planning on attending because it's, it's definitely going to be a blowout. Well, one, one of the things I wanted to point out, and we always like to do, do this on the show, um, as of right now, the countdown to Nationals is 112 days, 13 hours, 16 minutes, and 50 seconds. So just That's in case people are wondering, <laughs> it is, just in case people are wondering how much time they have, or in some cases don't have, um, as they're preparing for Nationals. But like you said, we're heading down to Fort Pierce for the, for the National Championship. And that and that's something that's really exciting is to be able to take it back um, to Fort Pierce, where it was in 2010, and to be able to, if you know, obviously we hope that you're able to make it and visit in person. Um, it's a great experience here at the National Championship, but if you're not, we, our team will definitely be working hard to uh, produce that live coverage so those of you that can't make it can connect uh, on uh, the live stream and social media of what's going on there in Fort Pierce. But you said you're right in the middle of tournament season. I mean, you guys are, like, cranking out tournaments left and right, and I know your team is very busy on the road. What What's it like out there? What's What's the uh, the fishing been like on the tournament trail? It's been a great year so far. You know, after after a really tough start to the season in uh, Key West in January, where we saw some of the probably the worst conditions in in the 20 year history of the tournament, really. Um, and I I don't know that from personal, but I heard that from people who have been there and running it. So that was a really tough start to the season. But since then, it has picked up. Um, the sharks have been pretty brutal down in South Florida. I know a handful of teams. Uh, I know most of the teams. That's that's been the whole story of the entire season for Division Ten and some Division Eight events. Uh, just battling the sharks. It's just been really warm water, really still water, um, and of course, you know the sh- summer storms pushing through as usual. But I would say overall, it's been a great season. We've had unbelievable fishing um, today. Another example of. I, I can't believe, I can't remember how many boats they said weighed in, but it was it was a lot. It was constant constant line of of boats. Um, I'm gonna have the results from today's weights at some point later tonight, hopefully updated on the site. But if not, check back tomorrow. There's still day two of fishing, but the bite here uh, along Florida has been just phenomenal. There's been some great fish caught. I think we had a 50 plus pounder again last weekend over in Alabama. So. That was always cool when you see someone break the 50-pound mark. Uh, but overall, the weather has been accommodating, you know, quote-unquote. It hasn't been the brutal year we saw last year where I didn't care if you were in Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, or over in Alabama. The weather was just not cooperating last year, and it was just one of those things. But these guys are hardcore competitors, and they always find a way to, to get out there and make it happen. Um, but... It has been a great season so far. We're we're seeing an increase in membership, an increase in tournament boats, so that's always encouraging. Um, seems like more and more tournaments are seeing increases also. So it seems like the overall the industry is, is coming back around. So we're hoping to get it back to where, you know, we're giving away boats at every tournament or, or whatever it was back when we had thousands more members and more people fishing these events. Um, but it's been a great resurgence this year already. And, ton of people that are already that have already booked up their rooms for Fort Pierce and, and are making the trip down. So there are a lot of people already excited and locked in for that, and just they're fishing for the, they're fishing their off to try to qualify. And uh, we are we're really glad to be giving them a, a new exciting pregame event this year. 
it's a free entry event for all the anglers that qualify for the national championship. All the teams that are qualified for the regular national championship will be invited to this pregame event fished on Wednesday, November 9th. There's going to be about 50 grand in guaranteed cash payouts. So no entry fee, guaranteed cash on the table. We're going to run some other Calcuttas too, so it'll be a great way to start off the event, do a little pre-fishing for the national championship. Um, just really excited to be able to bring that. And then, of course, on the regular national championship, we have three prize boats that are going out. Uh, two sea pros with, strapped with 300 horsepower Mercury Verados, and then a 17-foot bonefish. Nice little flats boat. It's beautiful. We're super excited about Ron Cook and uh, him donating the boat for the single engine class this year, stepping up to the plate for the first ever sponsor of the single engine class. And we'll be there hopefully doing some demos with the bonefish mm-hmm. and the and the Mercury Motors, and uh, so everyone be be on the lookout, and I hope everyone's make, make, planning on making the trip down there for the whole week because we've got a lot of stuff lining up, and stay tuned as we release more info in the next couple weeks about Nationals and the schedule. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely exciting, and we've, we've got uh, Terry McRae with us, a team all-in, the 2010 Open Class National Champion. I want to bring Terry on the show to talk with us a little bit about um, his experience in 2010, and, and also, Terry, what you think it's going to take uh, to win this year at the National Championship in Fort Pierce. Terry, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, I tell you, uh, in 2010, you guys had an, an awesome event and were able to walk away with the Open Class Championship. But uh, what was the experience like fishing uh, there in 2010 and then also leading into this year, what, you, what do you think it's going to take uh, to walk away at that championship uh, again this year? Well, the 2010 uh, National Championship, it was, uh, it was well put together and everything was great. It, the weather did not cooperate. It wound up being a one-day tournament because the uh, very windy and very rough, and actually the one day that we did fish, it was still very windy and very rough, but we got it all done, and... Uh, Believe it or not, um, in Fort Pierce, Florida, you don't have to go very far. And I went out of uh, St. Lucie Inlet, and I probably went about two miles and started fishing. And I fished one area and caught both fish that I needed to catch to win the championship. And I think this year, if the weather holds uh, together and it's going to be nice out, um, it's probably going to take a lot more weight. There's a lot of fish in uh, the east coast of uh uh, uh, South Florida, and uh, it's probably going to, you know, it's going to be a great event, and it's probably going to need, you're probably looking at, I'd say between uh, 50 and 60 pounds, or not even 50, 60, I'm thinking probably about 100 to 120 pounds, so there's a lot of 50 and 60 pound fish caught in South Florida, so if if somebody can manage to grab one of them and then another nice fish, they will be the champion. Well, that's it's definitely uh, interesting. Now, have you had a chance to get out and do a lot of uh, fishing in that area uh, recently at all? Well, I fished um, very close to where I'm going to fish. About two weeks ago, I fished a uh, tournament in West Palm Beach called the Big Dog Fat Cat Tournament. Um, and we did come in 12th in that tournament, and we did look around, but it is still the middle of summer, so a lot of the migratory fish haven't showed back up into uh the florida south florida waters yet so but they're you know it's it's looking promising and uh i'm thinking it's it's going to take a lot of weight by that time of year there's going to a lot a lot of migratory fish are going to be coming from the carolinas and georgia south and heading south for the warmer water and uh it's there's going to be a lot of fish there and i'm pretty sure it's going to take a lot of weight to win this one now, for those that are coming, uh, you know, from out of the state, is there any advice that you would give them as they prepare, uh, you know, to start their journey to the national championship as far as fishing or style of fishing? Is there any advice that you would give those that are maybe listening to the show that maybe have never fished in that area? My advice would be is don't go very far. I was probably – I won in 2010 fishing no more than 30-foot deep. Most of my fish came in between 20 and 30 foot of water, so you don't need to be very far from shore. 
<clears throat> probably somewhere in less than a half a mile offshore, as a matter of fact. All the all the bait fish congregate close to the beach in South Florida that time of year. So you're probably not going to want to go off very far, and I'm pretty sure most of the fish will be caught within a within a mile of shore for sure. And most of the bait that they use up in the Carolinas, except for the pogies, we have no pogies in South Florida, so you're probably going to be looking for, you know, your, your blue runners and your goggle eye and uh, ribbon fish, of course, because one of my fish came off of a goggle eye and the second fish came off of a ribbon fish. So that's what it took for me to win in 2010. And so if you stick, you know, with the basics of fish that are, are found in South Florida for bait, that's probably going to be your best bet. And that's probably all you need to know. I mean, you can go north and you can go south. It's all going to be the same, but I'm pretty sure the fish are all going to be caught within a mile of shore. Yeah, and I would imagine a lot of times a, a lot of the teams that come from other areas probably in some, some cases just run over the fish thinking that they need to go further in order to find the fish. So that's definitely uh, good advice to be able to you know remind people to not go as far as they think they may need to in some of those cases because – the fish may be a lot closer than they think. Exactly. And now in Fort Pierce, I fished off of St. Lucie. I fished just south of St. Lucie Inlet last year, which is Stewart, Florida. So this tournament, I don't know if they're going to be, I have a, a checkout in St. Lucie Inlet this year or not. I've asked them. They haven't uh, answered that question yet, but it is going to be out of Fort Pierce. Now there are, there's a lot of good bottom out of Fort Pierce, just like there is in, in, you know, 25 miles south out of uh, St. Lucie Inlet, but you, you know, people are going to be running over fish to find them. I let me, it wasn't, but a couple years ago, I caught one that was close to 50 pounds right off of Fort Pierce in a tournament there, and I was probably a mile and a half offshore fishing in 40 foot of water. So, and water depth gets really quick in South Florida. So you don't, you're not going to need to go very far. The only way you can run is north or south. Running east is you can only run a few miles and you're gonna you'll be too deep for kingfish. Now Terry, this is something that we've asked people um quite a few times and it and it's interesting to get the different perspectives. But how how much uh, do you think that electronics play in the location of fish when you're king mackerel fishing? Well, when you are fishing the summer months, like they are in North Carolina and South Carolina and Georgia and North Florida right now, it, it helps a lot because now you need to go a little bit deeper. And in order to, and if you can spot the bait fish, and if you have a if you have a recorder that can find the bait fish and you can see what depth they're running at, it's it's a very good idea. So, but in in Florida in that time of year, now you are going to have to. If a lot of people are going to want to catch their own bait. And fresh caught bait is probably the best bait in a king mackerel tournament. There, they, there are people that do sell bait, and they're pretty good baits, but there's no better bait than a fresh caught bait. So if your recorder can pick up the bait fish and you can identify them and then you can catch those, I mean, it's going to be a huge advantage. That's definitely that's definitely some good advice, and I know uh, you know those that – uh, may have never done it before or fished in that area. That's definitely some some good advice, and obviously it worked out well for you in 2010, and uh, definitely won you and your team a national championship. So I, I definitely think you have a lot of uh, great information to share. Well, thank you very much. Well, David, I didn't know if you had any, any additional questions for Terry to to talk about uh, as the 2010 Open Class National Champion. Yeah, first off, congratulations on winning that title, and I know you're looking forward to getting back down to those waters. Um, I, I'm really excited. I've never been a part of a national championship in Fort Pierce. Uh, I've had a spent about four or five over in Biloxi fishing with my with my dad and my brother on our team, but I'm really excited about checking out what it's like down here. And uh, I, I like a lot of what you're saying there, uh, Terry. It sounds like a lot of the small boats, the single engines are, are going to be right in the hunt for, you know, the title with uh, Biggest Fish and, of course, winning their classes. 
But I think that uh, the, the biggest fish might come from another single engine, just like last year at Nationals, you know, with Aris Jones on the backlash. So um, it, it's uh, we're really excited to get down there, and I, I love hearing what the info that you're giving out there, Terry. That's, that sounds like, you know, how, how long have you been fishing the SKA? I've been fishing the SKA since 2007, but I've been I've been fishing Central Florida and East Florida. Well, I'm 55, and my dad owned a charter boat out of Boynton Beach, Florida, back in the 60s. So I've been I've been fishing a long time. So, but oh. right, and and this this area is going to have a lot of fish, and there's a lot of areas you can fish. They they won't all be congregated in one area. So. It's it, – anybody can win this one. And, I mean, I'm talking about a very small boat to, you know, the largest boats that are going to be out there. It, it's not that hard, and uh, there are quite a few fish down there. And we're, it's going to be luck to find the, the great big one, and uh, and it's going to be a great event, and it's it's just a, a great area. Uh, it's small, small town. Fort Pierce is not very big. And um, the water is beautiful down there, and you don't have to go very far. Going too uh, going too far is, is not going to do you any good. All the fish will probably be congregated around Fort Pierce, St. Lucie Inlet, possibly going north to Sebastian Inlet. I don't think it would be any good to go further than uh, Sebastian Inlet, and and southwise it probably wouldn't do any good going past Palm Beach Inlet. So all and, and that area is probably I don't I'm saying. In a 40-mile radius, there's going to be a lot of fish, and it's going to be easy, accessible for anybody. And matter of fact, like myself, I I was less than two miles away from St. Lucie Inlet when I caught my two fish, and then I because I, it was rough, and I came right through the inlet, and then the intercoastal waterway. I just drove the intercoastal waterway to the weigh-in for. Uh, the national championship, and it was probably I'm thinking it's about a 15 mile run, and it's on the intercoastal, so it's nice and calm, and it was just a great experience. Wow, and, and we're definitely hoping you know to catch a break as always with the with the weather and um, and something new that we're adding this year, which uh, I know would be would have been great when when you won it. We're given uh, the rights. To uh, the naming rights of an artificial reef that's going to be off of Fort Pierce. So there's, there already is an SKA uh, reef that's, that's named in our honor, and uh, the, we're, we're thrilled to be able to give the winner of the open class this year the naming rights to an artificial reef that's going to be dropped off of Fort Pierce. So that's that's going to be something special, and uh, we definitely, you know, appreciate all the info that you're willing to share with us. Um, let me ask you this. What, what kind of, uh, did you say that you caught it on blue runners, fresh blue runners? Nope. Nope. My fish, my two fish, the first one came at about 7.30 in the morning, and it came off of a fish called a big-eyed scad, which everybody in South Florida calls um, a goggle eye. So my first okay. fish came off of a goggle eye, and then my second fish came off of a ribbon fish. And that was probably at about, it was getting late in the day, and I was getting worried. It was about 2.30 in the afternoon, uh, so when I caught my last fish. And then uh, I popped in the inlet and took my time and went to weigh in. Matter of fact, I was about five minutes early. <laughs> I, was, I was the second boat to weigh in. And I'm thinking, well, right. And it was, I didn't think, I didn't think I could do any better, so I figured, yeah, well, you know, it's going to be crowded because there's a lot of boats at Nationals, and let's go ahead and call it, and then we'll be waiting, and, and so we'll, we'll head up there. And the only reason I wasn't first is another boat happened to have one engine go down on a twin-engine boat like myself, and he was limping on one engine, so he figured he'd go in early. But he was weighing fish, so I waited behind him, and he weighed his fish, and then uh, I, I and then when I weighed my fish, I had no idea I was going to be in the position I was, and uh, at the time, the tournament director told me, he's you're going to be on pins and needles, and I'm thinking, well, they, they were nice fish, but I did. I figured, you know, I didn't think there was any way I could win it, and then, uh, but it was a live feed, and my wife was watching the live feed, and she's telling me, you know, you're still in first place. I said, well, I better take a shower and head down and weigh in. <laughs> so, I was down there at the, last, at the last boat. I got there about the time the last boat was weighing a fish, and then I got to see it, and I they they called me the winner. 
Wow. Oh, that is so sweet. And, and that has got to be a feeling that every single one of our anglers, you know, would love to experience and kind of dreams about. That That is too cool. And uh, especially that she was able to be watching that live cast. And, you know, that's what Point Click Fish, and they're, they're able to bring that awesome live coverage and spread the word instantly. We're going to know who's crowned that title uh, probably that night. You know, we'll have the unofficial results, and then, the, uh, of course, the award ceremony will be Sunday morning with some breakfast and coffee, as usual, and uh, we're, we're really fired up to get back into St. Lucie County and Fort Pierce and couldn't be more excited to, uh, to be down there with you. So, so with your fish, you've, uh, you've already qualified, of course, as past national champ, so are you already right. all square? Oh, I'm ready to go. I'm I'm ready and uh I'm <laughs> it can't come soon enough. Now Terry, I wanna ask you a quick question. I'm not sure if you listened to the show last month or not, but there's been several reports that it's very sharky down there right now. Are you seeing that uh in the waters? And obviously there's been some concern about a lot of sharks, you know, obviously getting to the, the bigger fish that are being brought to the boats. Are you seeing that now and then do you think come November that will be a problem? I know it will be a problem. I don't think it'll be a problem. I know I've I've already fished a few tournaments uh, this year, and I fished down there, you know, just the fun fish. And there's a lot. There's not a few sharks. There's a lot of sharks. Matter of fact, the last tournament, what was it? It would have been, I guess, three weeks ago. This coming weekend, uh, when I fished in West Palm, we did catch an eight foot hammerhead, and we did catch a bull shark, and we did manage to catch a nice kingfish. But I will uh, more advice little bit of advice, you're going to catch less sharks in shallower water. Believe it or not, well, right now it's really bad because there's a congregation of uh, little tuning, which are bonita, we call them bonita, and there's millions of them, and they attract a lot of sharks. Come November, it probably, I don't think it's going to be as bad. I could be wrong, but there's, they normally follow the Bonita schools and stuff like that. So they're probably not going to be as bad, but they will be there. Um, but the deeper you go, the more sharks there are. I will say that. Yeah, that's something that we, uh, you know, last year when we were talking about nationals, it's not that there wasn't sharks out there, but it wasn't as big as a concern uh, in the Moorhead City area. But then uh, obviously when you mentioned Fort Pierce, that's one of the first things that came up that, you know, you're going to probably be dealing with a lot more sharks uh, in November than you did last year in the Nationals in Moorhead City. So uh, something for if anybody's listening and uh, thinking about Nationals, that's definitely something to consider, um, you know, uh, heading into the Nationals. And another little bit of advice, you may want to, if you do fish inside the Fort Pierce area, you know, you don't go out closer to the Gulf Stream. The water's not as clear inshore so you're allowed to bump up your line. People may want to think about going to 25 or 30-pound test and maybe a number two treble hook in order to just speed up the process of bringing the kingfish in. That's, that's good advice. I know that you know that's a lot of what I see is the, the more elite anglers, they have that range in their tackle bag is, we have number three wire, number four, number five, number six, number seven, you know, when you're in Biloxi or uh, in some really dark water. So it's uh, it's good to know that, that that's something that you're looking at because I think it certainly is a difference maker for a lot of these picky kings. And I'm thinking the water's going to – the water quality will look a lot like uh, Biloxi, Mississippi. I fish – I mean, I fished Biloxi three times now, and uh, – I mean, I went all the way out to the city rigs, and the water quality is going to look a lot like it does in Fort Pierce. It's going to be a little greener in Fort Pierce unless you go deeper. Um, and there's a lot of areas that you can catch a lot of fish in the 130-foot 100, uh, range off of Fort Pierce, and there are a lot of fish there. And probably not quite as big, but there's going to be more, quite a few more, matter of fact. Normally the, in, in the Florida area, the closer to the beach you are, the bigger the fish are. Uh, not quite as many. Now, there are big fish in deep water, but, you know, a lot of times you're fighting with sharks and you're fighting with smaller uh, king king mackerel and the barracudas and stuff like that. Now, inshore, you don't get a lot of bites. Like at Nationals in 2010, I, I, had, I had five bites all day. Two were kingfish, which I caught, and then one 
one was like they, we have enormous ribbon fish down here. We caught uh, a ribbon fish that was about six foot long. And in matter of fact, in 25 foot of water, we did catch a dolphin. And uh, I believe we did catch a, it was a, an enormous Jack Crevel on one of my goggle eye. So, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of bites, but, you know, we, we caught enough to win. Wow. Well, that's about that's it. Okay. Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. No, I was just going to uh, say, sorry. Terry, I mean, a lot of the information that you provided was excellent. I mean, uh, if I was listening and heading to the national championship to fish, I-, I would be listening to these shows taking notes because there's a lot of good information that some of these guys that – have never fished in that area may not really think about. Um, so it's definitely, uh, we definitely appreciate you sharing that info with us. And um, obviously, you know uh, what you were doing and we were able to, to win the national championship for the open class in uh, 2010. So we definitely thank you for taking the time to talk with us and share your experience with us. I, I appreciate you having me. And uh, before we uh, cut loose, I would want to give a shout out to uh Aaron and all the people at uh, the SKA, you've done a great job and a wonderful job in promoting the sport, and I, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Terry. We, we're glad to have you as part of the association, and we uh, look forward to seeing you real soon down there. So thanks for thanks for sharing everything. Like they said, we, we couldn't thank you more, and we're fired up to get down. Uh, we're going to be down in Fort Pierce next month um, for the Summer Slam out of the City Marina right there, so it will be a little – warm-up. Uh, I think it's August 26th we'll be down in that area, so we we look forward to seeing anyone and everyone that wants to get a feel for it that weekend. Come on out, and it's a great tournament. Right. I'm fishing now when I fish Division 8, and that's a Division 8 tournament, and I will see you gentlemen there. Definitely. Well, thanks again, Terry. Take care until then. All right. Have a great evening. Bye. Right, that was Terry McCray, Team All-In 2010 Open Clash National Champion. I tell you, David, it's great for them to come and share their experience and a lot of the info that they provide. But like I said a few minutes ago, if I was a fisherman and I was heading to that area, there's a lot of bits of information that these teams are giving out over the series that uh, I would definitely want to note and kind of make sure that, hey, uh, you know, maybe something to think about. You know, things do change between 2010 and 2016. But uh, I tell you, there's definitely a lot of good things to think about uh, as you're literally on the road to nationals. Absolutely. And that's the cool thing about this association too, is, is as competitive as these guys are, which I gotta say I don't I don't know many more competitive people that that I've met in my life than most of these SKA anglers and, and other tournament anglers for that matter. You know, just some of the ones that choose to be a part of this association are just competitive and, and I, you know, look up to them certainly for their how they conduct themselves, because as competitive as it can be, they also are happy to share information and try to help put you in the, in the right spot. And, uh, you know, you hear a lot of stories about being in the right place at the wrong time, the winning fish getting caught next to your boat, or a shark cutting off your, you know, winning 50-pound fish at the national championship, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. And, and all of those are true stories. Those have happened, and, and many worse. So uh, that's the cool thing about this is, people like Terry willing to share that information and, and help put everyone in a spot where they feel like they're going to win. And uh, kind of on that note, I, I was actually had something today at the Jacksonville tournament here. They're doing something different with their format. It's a two-day tournament. They have the option you can weigh one fish on day one and you can weigh two fish on day two. So even if you weigh one fish on day one, you can come in and bump it with two days on two fish on day two, which we're I just thought that is a really cool format, and it definitely keeps everyone in the game um, compared to having one fish only per day because, you know, let's face it, with these King Macro tournaments, half the field, at least, depending on the bite, is not going to weigh a fish on day one. Uh, that's just the way it is, and, and it's not anything you're doing wrong. I mean, it's it's just a numbers game, just like anything else. So, you know, it's something that we're considering um, or that I'm going to bring to the table and, and talk to some anglers along the trail to see if they'd be interested in doing that, keeping a, keeping everyone in the game with being able to weigh two fish on day two 
Um, and I think there's no better place to, to debut it than the national championship. I, I've heard a lot of good response from the anglers at this event that have done it. And I know the St. Augustine Ancient City event last weekend, or I'm sorry, a couple weekends ago, they did the same thing. So very cool format um, that I would love to hear some feedback on. And if anyone's listening and wants to call in and discuss, you know, feel free to at the end of the show if we have some time. But Or shoot me an email, you know, David at, at Fish SKA, or give us a call in the office. We'd love to hear your feedback on it and just try to make this one the most eventful and uh, rememberable, memorable nationals yet. Well, I tell you, you know, we talked a little bit um, about those that may not fish the area or are fishing from outside the area. And our next caller is Chip Nifong from Team Real Buzz. And they took third place in the 23 and under division. And the team is based out of Hampstead, North Carolina. So we wanted to bring Chip on the line to talk to us about their experience at the national championship in 2010 and, and kind of how things worked out for them. Chip, welcome to the show. Hello. How's it going? Well, we definitely appreciate you calling in. And uh, first of all, congratulations for that third place finish in 2010. But tell us about it. Tell us, uh, you know, a little bit of info about you and then about the 2010 event. Uh, well, we've been fishing since about 2003, uh, me and uh, my primary partner Brian Schoenweisner and uh, that was our third trip to Fort Pierce we fished uh, twice I believe it was in 06 there they we had the fall and then they we came back and uh, fished in the spring um, 2010 was kind of bumpy and uh, a lot of fish were on the beach so we were able to get out there on the beach and uh, just we're just mainly down there I like to fish that beach and it's great for the 23 and unders because you don't have to travel as far as Mississippi or even Moorhead City to get to the fish. They're right there and just looking for pods of bait and, and fishing on pods of bait basically down there. Now, with your fishing in North Carolina and then heading down there, obviously it's closer, but did you have to change any of your tactics, bait, style, any of that stuff um, to cater to the fishery down there? Yeah, up here we're usually fishing with shads or about, you know, six inches, seven inches, maybe eight if we get some good ones. That's our primary bait, maybe some bluefish down there. We're using the blue runners, which tend to be bigger, and we're using uh, three-hook rigs a lot of times. Probably still using about the same size wire for number four, but uh, maybe bumping up number four hooks down there. Also using a lot more ribbon fish down there. Um, and mullet, we, we spend a good bit of time while we're in Fort Pierce rounding up some mullet, uh, because they're coming out and uh, running up down the beaches, so that works as a good bait. So the bait is a little bit different, um, and a little bit different on the tackle, too, than we use around here, a little bit bigger hooks and uh, and uh, three-hook rigs, where we use a lot of two-hook rigs up here. Now, what would you say the biggest thing, again, for those that are you know, coming from North Carolina or elsewhere, making that trip, what are some things for them to consider to, to make that trip? Uh, biggest thing is the bait. You definitely got to get down there a little bit early. Make sure you get get good bait, get it pinned up, get ready. And uh, it takes a little bit of time figuring out where to get it because it changes. We've been down there, like I said, three different times, and every time we've had to uh, find bait at different spots and different techniques, jigging with shrimp, live shrimp, dead shrimp, um, and then we're back in the creeks cast netting for the mullet. Um, so it's just uh, you know bait is the key thing is get, making sure you have good bait because you're definitely not going to catch anything with that, without that. And then getting out and familiarizing yourself with the inlets, various inlets, you know, Fort Pierce, St. Lucie, and Sebastian, and making sure you know where you're going and getting out there and finding some pots of baits and, and looking around doing some pre-fishing. If you've never been there, you know, it's learning the area is going to help, you know, familiarize you and make it uh, a lot easier when you're checking out there first morning. Get rid of those jitters. You already know where you're going and, uh, got good bait that will be the number one thing like i said that's definitely some some great advice um any uh, have you guys had a chance to fish a lot this year uh in any of the tournaments leading up we've had uh two tournaments here so far in north carolina um did not have did not weigh any fish in the first one we had a, a smaller fish 15 pounds last week in the tournament uh it's been rough here in North Carolina. It's been really hot. We had southwest wind for about three weeks, and the fish are scattered, and bait has been really tough up here. So uh, we're hoping to improve on that, of course. We have a new sponsor this year, Alfresco Functional Fabrics, so we're trying to get get them on the board, and uh, we're 
we're working on it. It's just been a been a weird year for us here. Uh, waters are really hot here this year. Now, what's what's next for you guys at Team Real Buzz? Uh, we have a tournament coming up uh, in August. Uh, we have the uh, Jolly Mon out of Ocean Isle will be our next tournament in Division Nine, and then uh, we have the Little River, I believe, is in September, and then uh, the Fall Brawl will be in October as our final Division Nine tournament. Now, uh, we had talked about, you know, weight-wise. Do you think it's going to take some pretty big fish to win uh, down at Fort Pierce this year? It all depends on the weather. If if we can get out there and if you can move around where you, you know, if you can make a 20-mile a run pretty quick and move spots and check a lot of spots, then it'll probably, the weights will definitely go up. Uh, when we were there in 2010, it was really hard to move. I mean, it was it was pretty rough, so we were, were pretty committed to going to, one general area and stay in there, so that kept the weights down. I mean, I've seen some monster fish weighed in down there in the past, so it it really just depends on how how much how the weather is and how much we're able to move around and make those moves. Uh, we had in 2010 we had three fish, and uh, fortunately we found a really good pot of Spanish, and we were able to stay with them and keep working them until we got those three fish. And it was all later in the day. We didn't have even a bite, I don't think, uh, or team macro bite anyways, until probably 1.45 or 2 o'clock. But you just got to be persistent and, and keep pounding that bait. And, if you know, like I said, if it's nice and flat, you can move around, you can move up the beach, down the beach, and, and work multiple pods. But uh, as rough as it was in 2010, we just didn't have that option, especially in the smaller boats. Yeah, 2010 was, was definitely rough. And um, it, like you said, if it if it's, not as rough. It, I think it opens the window for a little more moving around. Uh, but if it's not, then people kind of just stay put and fish fish right there real close. Yeah, that's the good thing there. If if it is rough, there's plenty of fish right there where you're at, and you can have great fishing and you can get some some great weights. And if it's flat, you can go all over the place and get even better fishing and even better weights. So it's just it gives you lots of options either way. Being down there versus you know let's say Fort Pierce where everybody's running you know. 70, 80 miles to get to the fish. You know, if it's if it's rough during that, you're you're uh, it's a little bit different scenario. Well, David, you know that's one of the things that everyone's been saying is you know it's anybody's game. I mean, with you know where the fish are and uh, the location of them. I mean, truly anybody can walk away with the heaviest fish. Um, you know, and and a title no matter what type boat they're in. In this case. Oh, absolutely. Down there, uh, I mean. It would be very easy for the 23 and under class or the single engine class even to uh, to outdo the open class with the way the fishing is down there. It's uh, and and I know in 2010 and the 23 and under the the first place boat was from North Carolina and we were from third from North Carolina. So you don't have to be from there to to be good there. You know that's uh, it's a good fishery and you just got to get there a little early and and do some homework. Yeah, I think that's that's the key is putting putting the time in, even doing that pre-fishing to uh, to prepare and kind of find out where things are. David, do you, do you have any questions or uh, comments about uh, what we've been talking about from Team Real Buzz and their experience down in Fort Pierce? Oh, as always, appreciate appreciate the information, Chip, and and yeah, it's great to hear that you're fired up about getting back down there. And I know it has been uh, it has been a funky year for y'all and. I guess I did leave that out. We ha- we did have the the Jolly Mon rescheduled. When you were asking me about how the fishing and weather has been this this season, we did have that event rescheduled. Uh, but I think it's going to be for the better. You know, there's there's going to be a better bite that time of year, and and we're going to do we're, we'll be up there, and I, and I'm sure it'll be a heck of an event as always with the uh, McMullins at the OIFC and, and Ocean Isle Beach in general. But uh, we definitely appreciate the North Carolina angler, you know, coming down to Florida. That's that's what it's all about for for me is you know uniting these different areas, and uh, you you said you fished the Fort Pierce Nationals three different times, Chip. Yes, sir. Yep, it was uh, I think '06. We went down uh, in the fall, and then uh, we had to reschedule and went back in the spring. And it was good fishing both times. Uh, just had a little bit of bad weather that first time, so we moved it around. But it's it's great to get down there, get to a different spot, and see all the all the people that we see that come from all over that we don't get to see except once a year. And that, that's what it's all about, man, and we're fired up to, you know, be bringing that to Fort Pierce, and, and they're really fired up about it. They, we've been working with the, you know, the uh, hospitality uh, of the Treasure Coast there, the different committees, 
the Chambers of Commerce and planning some great events for you guys. So we hope everyone does make the trip down early and do their homework, like you were saying, and uh, you know participate in the pregame event. And uh, we're, we're setting up a beer garden with Sweetwater Beer and a couple other. I think we're going to have a live band there, and uh, it, it's going to be a great turnout all down there at the City Marina. Um, you know, the uh, captain's dinner, the award, the, the divisional awards will be at the Finn Center just a couple miles up the road. Real great center there where I think it's been in the past. But everything else will be down there right at the marina. Uh, Jay and Price will be set up with the Point Click Fish live streaming down there. We'll have a bunch of vendors set up. We've already been contacted by a lot of people that want to come out and set up. It's, it's going to be a really cool experience. And uh, I, like you said, come down early, do your homework, and get the get the fresh bait, and just prepare to win. Uh, come with an extra truck to, to tow home one of these prize boats or uh, an extra truck for all this cash we're going to be winning. So we're we're ready to give it out. It's it's uh, the countdown is on, like you said. So thanks thanks for all the info, Chip, and thanks for fishing on the trail. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Now, Chip, let me ask you a question. Uh, are there any sponsors? I know that's important, and that's something we always like to try to do. Is um, if there's any additional sponsors that help support you and your team, I know that's Im- important. We set out Frisco as a new sponsor. Is there anybody else you wanted to give a shout out to? Uh, just contender boats, uh, and like I said, we have a new sponsor, Alfresco Functional Fabrics, this year. who are doing really good for us, and uh, we've been on a contender since 2007. We love it, and they, they always come through for us. Well, uh, and, and one more thing before we let you go. You said you've been down there quite a few times um, on the Treasure Coast and there, you know, the Fort Pierce area. Is there any special place to eat or any tip you want to give people, whether it's a tackle shop or a or a local place to eat that they must go to when they go to visit the area? Uh, we spend most of our time, uh, off time there at the Tiki Bar on the water. Uh, food's great, and uh, pretty much everybody goes there. That's our, our favorite place to go when we're down there. That, that's good to know, and I know a lot of people that are listening. Uh, you know, that's, David, that's probably something we need to start asking people. Is, uh, one of their favorite places that they, that they go to down there, because I know guys are going to start making a list and uh, – wanting to go check out the local uh, places in town, whether it's eating or tackle shops or whatever it may be. So that's something that we may need to start asking people. Absolutely. And that's, you know, he's 100% right. Those tiki bars, there's two of them right there that are great. Um, and, and there's another place that I'll throw in there that my dad recommended to me, that uh, Chuck's Seafood. It's an uh, old-school eatery with Waterview. It's, it's awesome. There's a lot of cool stuff on the wall, and it's not far at all from the uh, marina, so... It's definitely something we need to add to the list, and Chip is 100% on point. Those tiki bars are, are a great time, and uh, Fort Pierce has just, they've really been investing a lot into growing that scene downtown, and with the new additions to the city marina, everyone's going to be blown away that hasn't seen it yet. It, it looks phenomenal. It's going to really be a great venue for this awesome event that we're going to be hosting in November. Well, Chip, we definitely appreciate you joining us for the show this evening and sharing your experiences from Team Real Bug from Hempstead, North Carolina. So we definitely appreciate you joining us, and we look forward to having you back on the show as well. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks a lot, Chip. Have a good night. David, I tell you, it's great to uh, have these past uh, winners um, and obviously uh, competitors come on the show and share share info about their experience at the SKA, the fishery, uh, what they're catching, um, you know, their sponsors. That's something that's important uh, to be able to get their perspective, uh, what it's like on the tour, what what can people expect. Because while we've got a lot of veterans, we have a lot of new people that have signed up uh, to compete. And some of them may not have really had a lot of time or connections to find out a lot of this information. So I think it's a great resource for the fishing community uh, to learn uh, and kind of connect with each other uh, as we get ready for the national championship. You're absolutely right. It's, it's awesome. And we are just counting down, as the website is constantly. In case anyone doesn't know, that's where the countdown is on the SKA website. Jump on there and check up on the uh, you know recent tournament results. I'll be out at uh, the Jacksonville event tomorrow updating Again, uh, for for day two, we've got a SKA angler in second place right now with a 42-pounder. That's the uh, Good Life boat out of St. Augustine. So 
these Florida teams are, are fighting for spots for qualifying for nationals. Um, only two events left up here in Division Five, a handful left in Division Eight, one left in Division Six at the end of the year over there on the Sun Coast, the uh, Sun Coast Fall event over there, and then we're up in the Carolinas. Uh, I know South Carolina is one of the last ones to kick off, and Division One for North Carolina yet to kick off, but uh, Division Four is midway through in, in Georgia, so it's this is it, man. Everyone's everyone's firing on all cylinders, and even the ones that haven't begun fishing yet, I know that they're they feel like that it's it's right around the corner. And I'm sure your first event will be probably starting next week when we have three more events to uh, wrap up July next weekend. So everyone will be uh, dividing and conquering to to get this month knocked out, and on to the next month for August when we have uh, five events leading up to nationals again. So we'll have another show I know next month and. I look forward to uh, to calling in also and probably being a part of that one to, to pick these guys' brains and get some more combos going about the national championship and uh, the trail in general. We're, we love that we're able to do this show. Thank you all for hosting it, Jay and Price. We really appreciate it. We thoroughly enjoy being part of it. and You know, it's, it's just like home for us to sit here and talk with you guys about the SKA and the tournament trail with you guys. I mean, like you said, the next show is August 25th. And uh, it, it, it's awesome to be able to start it at the beginning and work our way. And next thing we know, we're talking about the show that's leading up to the national championship. And then before we know it, we're standing there in Fort Pierce and we're there. And it seems like it's so far away, but it's really not. It is right around the corner and there's there, there's going to be fish caught and boats and money given away and a, a, a definitely a good time in between all of that. This is it, man. This is kingfish season. This is the beauty of the SKA, and we're we're so glad to, and thankful for all the tournaments that allow us to sanction them and all the anglers that come out and participate at the tournaments. Like you said before, lots of new blood, new new teams signing up, new guys coming out at every event that are saying, what is this all about? I'm ready to take a shot, see if I can hang with the best of the best. And we we encourage them to bring it on because this is the platform. This is the arena for you, for you guys to duke it out and uh, prove who is the best. So, a lot of a lot of stuff on the line for Fort Pierce this year, and we'll continue pumping it up. And uh, cannot wait to get down there. So, do consider what I was mentioning about the the format, the way one on day one and two on day two. Let me know. Give me your feedback on that because I think that could be a really cool addition to keep everyone in the game that does make the trip down because it's going to be well worth your while to come down to Fort Pierce this year. We we are really pumped up about it. I know you guys are, too. So keep the countdown rolling. Yep. That's, that's, that's it. And, and if you're listening to the show, make sure you get that feedback to David and let him know, because that's something to where if you like it, uh, maybe it's something that can happen. If you don't like it, maybe it's something that uh, they don't need to do. I mean, you know, just like you said, you, you want to kind of gauge, uh, you know, what the – the community feels, and if they don't give you feedback, then there's not a lot you can do to make an informed decision. If you, you need that feedback in order to uh, to make that decision, and they usually are very quick to give it in, in a good way. So that's what we're here for: is to be the best to best serve the angler base and uh, the sponsors, of course, that the sponsor us. Uh, I had the pleasure of being with Garmin today at the uh, Jacksonville tournament. They had a, a tent set up right to the SKA trailer. And uh, got a lot of traffic coming, people coming and going, checking on, you know, asking about updates, doing this and that. And they had a trainer there on site, Dow, who's, who's just awesome. He's been to the Nationals a couple times and around the trail. So all the other sponsors, of course, too, that, that allow us to bring you this, you know, amazing trail. Mercury being the title, NBOA Marine Insurance, Garmin, Seapro, Dr. Dan's, Bonefish, Ray Marine, Sweetwater Beer, uh, Bone Second Sauce, Venus, Loadmaster Trailers, Pelagic, Blue Water Candy, Malin, Strike Zone Fishing, Mammoth Coolers, Starbright, Donray Gear, Ocean Tamer Beanbags, Atlas Tracks, Ocean Wave Sunglasses, and Sign Zoo Wraps. Um, everyone just is so, so generous in their uh, giving to the tour this year and making it. You know, it's going to be 
in the books. Uh, the first year ever that there's been the three classes with three prize boats awarded. So uh, the first year ever for the pregame bash for cash with you know over 50 grand guaranteed on the table for a free entry event. We, you know, I don't know anywhere else where you can find that. So we're giving back to these anglers. We're trying our best to do that. So we really appreciate their their input and their feedback. And they make this association so great, and they make it what it is. Uh, we're we're just trying to do do that for them and, you know, unite these different tournaments with all the great directors. It's hard work putting on a, a King Mackerel tournament, as any of these directors will tell you. There's a lot of great committees involved, all, all kind of volunteers that help do this. Um, but that's not to undersell how hard these anglers work to fish in these events. And I know how tiring it is and how, how much you got to bust it to participate in a two-day event. Those are those are really hard. Um, the one-day events, too, I mean, it's it's a grind. So... All around, just a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, but it all pays off in this industry. Uh, you know, whether you're on the boat or on the dock or behind the booth, in y'all's case, it's it's just something great to be a part of and and share that camaraderie, share that drive to wake up at four in the morning and go fishing and and go looking for you know what's out there, the uncertainty of what you're going to catch and and who knows how big of a fish you can bring in and breaking records and winning tournaments. It's just such an exciting sport and, and industry and family to be a part of. We love it. So we encourage the feedback and encourage the participation and keep it up. We look forward to seeing everyone on the trail the rest of the summer. And one of the things, too, I just wanted to note that, you know, you read the sponsor list, and that's huge. That's important because they help make it possible for everyone to do what they do. So if you get a chance, thank the sponsors. You know, let them know that you fish in SK. Let them know that you know, that you're glad that they support what you're doing. And that's something that the sponsors really need to hear. If uh, if you're around them or get the opportunity to, to let them know who you are and that you appreciate their support of the uh, SKA, that's something that's very important. So I definitely encourage all the teams, anglers, to do that, to let them know uh, that their support is appreciated for what what we all do. Absolutely. 100% agree. So we definitely... Uh, an awesome show. Uh, I definitely think there's a lot of good bits of information in this show that a lot of anglers probably need to file away and keep with them as they uh, head to Fort Pierce for the national championship. But, David, good luck on the next few tournaments. I know you guys have a very busy schedule, and uh, things are definitely getting busy for us this time of year, but it's always great to sit down and focus our efforts on the national championship with the SKA. Thanks for taking y'all's time for the show tonight. As always, yep, great show. Thank you guys all for calling in and everyone for listening. We look forward to the next one. And, uh, yep, good luck on y'all's travels. We'll talk to you real soon. All right, David. Thank you, buddy. Yep. All right, guys, uh, make sure you visit fishska.com. That's fishska.com. You can find the latest events in the tournament trail with results updates and news, and also information about the National Championship in Fort Pierce, Florida. Price, it's always great to talk about the great things that are going on in the industry and the SKA Tournament Trail. But like we said, before we know it, we'll be at the SKA National Championship, and it'll seem like we just started this broadcast. Yeah, time just flies when you're having fun and, you know, what what a great event the Nationals is. And, I mean, I'm looking forward to going to Fort Pierce personally. Uh, I've never been to Fort Pierce before. I've driven through, but I've never visited. And so I'm really excited. And, man, when Dave was talking about some of those restaurants and food places, Jay, you know I was taking notes. So uh, Jay at pointclickfish.com or Price at pointclickfish.com. If you have any suggestions, because when we go out, we love to explore the local area and kind of the local restaurants, local uh seeing what's going on in each town that we go to. So uh, please feel free to message us through our social media or shoot us an email because we we love suggestions. We do. Uh, you know, or if you have any, any feedback, um, we always love to connect with our listeners, and that's something that we got to do at ICAST. A lot of, um, of the people there uh, are listening to the radio show, so we definitely appreciate all the support of our followers and listeners and friends, uh, fellow anglers, Definitely, we love what we do. Uh, we love to talk fishing. We love to go to fishing, and we love to connect uh, the fishing community. So that's something that's important to us, 
and we're very appreciative of everyone uh, supporting us. And then also it's a great opportunity to work with the SKA and to, to bring the great things that the tournament trail and the teams and the sponsors are doing uh, in the King Macro world. So that's something that's exciting price, but we definitely look forward to the next show with the SKA. So our road to national show, the next one's August 25th. And like I said, we'll keep it up until we go to Fort Pierce, Florida, November 11th and 12th, 2016 on the treasure coast of Florida. So Price, another great show. Look forward to being back next week. Um, we had a busy few weeks. And like I said, ICAST, as we said, told you earlier, definitely busy. Uh, great time for us. But uh, check our website, pointclickfish.com, and our social media feed. You'll find a lot of interviews and updates from ICAST uh, to where you can find out what's going on with different teams, uh, TV show hosts, um, Peter Miller, Mark Davis, um, Ron Mitchell from Bandit Fishing Teams on there, Liquid Fire. There's a lot of a lot of guys that you can connect with to find out what they're up to. So it's definitely exciting to to be here once again, Price. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, looking forward to uh, uh, next month already, and uh, let the countdown continue, Jay, as we get closer to nationals. Well, make sure you join us for our next show, August 25th, on the PointClickFish.com Saltwater Fishing Radio Show for the Road to Nationals. We'll be live next Thursday with the show again. But until then, everyone, be safe on the water, and we'll connect to you on pointclickfish.com. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information, show notes, updates, or to join the saltwater fishing community, visit pointclickfish.com. Don't forget to catch live streams and future shows at saltwaterfishingradio.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe on the water and tight lines.